Take 15. Hi, I'm Jen, and this is Talking in Bed, the podcast where I discuss niche interests, burning questions, movies, TV shows, foreign languages, and other sundry topics. If you like unfocused, opinion-based shows, then stick around. This is... (laughs) We're deep into it. This is day two of attempting to make one episode and... It's just not going well. There have been uh, recording issues, lack of wanting to, brain not focusing. It's just a, like a real, I'm doing this against the odds, okay? Against all odds, I'm putting out a fucking episode, okay? (laughs) I'm, I'm fighting to put out an episode, All right, you have no idea what kind of mental hoops I'm having to jump through to get myself to do this. And meanwhile, there's like emails that I have to send and like other obligations that I'm just fully putting off at this point, just not doing them. So that's cool. I love that. Um, (laughs) And I guess this is just going to turn into a language podcast, apparently. Uh, because that seems to be the thing that I keep getting drawn back to. And in fact, the other episode that I had recorded, but the audio got corrupted and didn't just sound like the chipmunks. It sounded like the chipmunks sped up. So I couldn't even use the the audio that I had recorded because I don't know how to change that once the audio gets messed up. And I don't know if it's the mic the cable that connects the mic and the phone or if it's the soft so software so i'm trying this on a different um recording platform i usually use anchor to record stuff but i don't know we'll see if this changes anything anyway but this other episode that i had recorded yesterday that also was language related not language like with italian where i um you know try and whatever teach something well what I you know okay I guess I was teaching something I'm literally not a single word is going to leave my mouth this episode that I will not try and reword okay so let's just get that out of the way if you don't like bumbling and fumbling this is not the episode for you (laughs) because I'm going to be bumbling and fumbling around with my words this entire time I'm going to be very annoyed about it I can feel myself getting aggravated as I'm talking right now because I just want myself to fucking, like, get to the point, okay? And now that I'm talking, I'm feeling thirsty, and I wish I had taken a sip earlier, and I'm going to have to stop recording, and then I, you know, this new platform on Anchor, I can pause it when I'm recording and then just pick up again, but with this, as soon as I hit stop, it's going to stop. Like it's going to save the file. At least it fucking saves the file on like the second platform that I tried to record on where I recorded for 15 minutes and then I ended it and it didn't save it. You know, at least this saves it. Um, So I have to get a sip of water because I'm thirsty now. All right, I got my water. Um, We've been having really uh, up and down kind of weather lately. It's been really funny, but like... um. It'll be really sunny, then it'll be raining, now it's like 
cloudy. It was like 50 degrees this morning, but then it was warmer this afternoon. I think part of the reason that I'm getting a little like tongue tied or something is because I read, like I follow one or two podcast subreddits and the people in those podcast groups, they obviously are like, we're all doing this to try and get a following, right? That's what we're all doing. And it's always funny when, you know, if you start doing something creative and that's a new thing for you. Like if you're not somebody who's constantly being creative and then you are, you get a little idea and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to like try and write a book about, uh, I'm going to write a memoir about an experience I've had or, uh, hey, I'm going to start a podcast or, you know, I'm going to, I kind of like that beat. I'm going to try and mix some beats, you know? And we all, I think most I can't say all, right? There's always exceptions. But I think many people are quite, even if it's not their singular goal to become famous from what they're doing, it's definitely part of it. Like, who would mind that, you know? And um, so when I read what people are saying in this group, and everybody in the group is very um, supportive generally, which I think is nice because you don't always find that on Reddit. Sorry, I gotta move my mic a little. You don't always find that on Reddit that people are supportive, but I think within those really niche groups, um, you do see that often that there's less infighting unless somebody has a really kind of a bad attitude or a really bad take on something, but people are very supportive, but they're also like everybody else. I feel like is, um, either they're absolutely clueless and, you know, you'll constantly see posts about like, how do I start a podcast? And it's like, Oh my God, like look around the sub, look on YouTube, Google it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, Like, they're the first person that came to the podcasting subreddit and was curious about that, you know. I guess, you know, you just don't know sometimes. But so you either have these people who, like, really don't know what they're doing, you know. (laughs) Or you have people who um, are kind of, I I don't want to say they're perfectionists, but much more perfectionist than I am, right? So I saw one that was kind of like, do you guys edit out your ums and you knows and dead air from your podcast? And people were like, yeah, I edit out like 90% of of that stuff. And I was like, Jesus Christ. They would literally listen to my podcast and think that I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) The amount of um, stumbling over words, (laughs) dead air that I've left in. And I do that because I want, I'm going for authenticity. (laughs) That uh, when I, okay, if I'm being really, really honest, when I read something like that, the people edit all of that stuff out, I think to myself, uh, well, I'm more authentic. That's what I think is like, oh, listen, you know, look at these people who are like, they're so fucking fake, you know? (laughs) They're trying to sound like they're on NPR. They're taking themselves too seriously. They're being too earnest about this. And I'm like 
don't give a fuck. You know, my attitude is like, take me how I am. Uh, if you don't like my ums and you know is in dead air, then get out of here. Right. Um, so I think that I'm like better than them because of that. There's a little part of me that's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm better because I don't edit all that stuff out. Of course, the alternative perspective is like, well, you just don't care. You're just not putting in the effort to try and make it better and more palatable for listeners. And how are you ever going to, uh, you know, improve as a podcaster if you don't take it more seriously? You're not taking it seriously enough. So, um, so I think my reaction of I'm better than them because I don't do that is possibly a reaction of this accusation in my head that I'm not doing something that I should be doing, right? So I have to build up my ego in a different way. Because I, I just hadn't... Well, did I never think about that? I, I think a lot of times I, I truly don't do things that other podcasters might be doing because I don't want to put in the work. I mean, that just sounds like so much time-consuming work. I'm working on my phone here. I, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. And it's not because, I mean, I'm definitely lazy and I procrastinate 100%. So that's a big part of it. But the other part of it is um, in in actuality, I do like the authenticity of it. I, I do genuinely like it. And I don't think that that makes me better than other people. I can understand that... Um, that people want to put out a good product that doesn't have, you know, all of these kind of what things that make them sound unprofessional, I guess. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I think maybe that's the difference is that I, I don't do this because I think that I'm going to sound professional that's not really my goal. And and of course, like these are people, the people who I'm talking about, right? These people who really do put in the time to edit their episodes. They are probably also scripting their episodes and I surely am not doing that. You know, <laughs> I, I've kind of, I, I tried scripting one episode and it felt really awkward for me. I didn't feel like myself. Now I do another episode. I do another podcast a very uh, kind of sporadically updated podcast for the blog that I edit for. And I script for that because it's just a different thing. Actually, you know, the, the kind of, well, it's different in my eyes. I bet you like there are other people who would totally do it differently than I do, like editing out the uhs and you knows and stuff. But I have a different um, mission with that podcast. There's a set structure of what I like to do and talk about. And on this one, it's just, you know, it's totally free form. And um, I think that that's, I don't know, different. Uh, it, uh, it's different than what? I think for many people, when they decide to start a podcast, 
free form stream of consciousness talking is not their main objective when because people who start podcasts are usually people who listen to podcasts and you can't help but be influenced by the voices that you hear on podcasting and a lot of times those you know the people that you listen to are just like you love what they do you know you really like the podcast and you like how they do it and I'm sure that they're not just rambling into a mic you know they've got a clear mission of what they're going to talk about so they're either reviewing a movie and so if it's a funny kind of improvised podcast where they're talking about a, mo- a bad movie or they're actually doing improv on the podcast, like uh, what was that one with Lauren Lapkus with special guest? Uh, and then and then you have, you know, really informative podcasts where, of course, saying uh and um like... <laughs> Like, you wouldn't listen to This American Life the same way if Ira Glass was uh, stumbling over his words, right? It just would it just would come off differently. And I think, of course, people want to sound like the people they love and admire in a particular field, right? I think maybe I have often been... Like, who hasn't had that experience of you listen to a a singer or a particular kind of instrument that you really like, and then when you try and do it yourself, it does not sound that way, right? Like, you kind of think that you're going to have this innate ability to do the same thing, and then you're horribly disappointed when it doesn't sound that way. (laughs) I... For a little while, I loved how bluegrass um, violin music sounded, like fiddle. And so I started taking the violin when I was in my 20s. And I I really couldn't, um, I couldn't listen to myself play. It I couldn't practice because listening to myself play was horrible. I I didn't like it at all. And, um, you know, I think I've been in that situation so many times with like ballet or hip hop dancing like I used to do. Just I've been in that situation so many times where I had an idea of. I had an expectation of what I wanted to look like or sound like. Or act like or write like yada yada. And then when I didn't meet that expectation when I fell really below that expectation it was so kind of disappointing that I just didn't want to keep going you know and that you know that kind of um attitude will kill you you know that'll kill your creativity and so again (laughs) here we are again talking about what this podcast is about and not getting to the point of the episode by the way there is I do have a I do have a thing that I want to talk about in this episode but I'm interested in what I'm talking about now but here we are again like that is the nice thing that I have found with this podcast and it being so free form is that I don't have the self-consciousness 
that I have had in pretty much every other creative arena that I've tried there. I don't have an expectation because I know that I, you know, that I know I won't sound like this American life and I'm not going to try and do interviews and sound like now I'm just in NPR world. Like I won't try and sound like Terry Gross because I know that I won't, you know? So it doesn't, that would be like, uh, if somebody, <laughs> I don't know, if somebody like, uh, I'm trying to figure out who would compare themselves to an astronaut, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it It's just the heights are so high when it comes to like good radio production that I just don't even, I understand that that wouldn't be me and that I understand that creating a really good, well-produced podcast takes a lot of work and a lot of people, you know, most of the podcasts that you love, those people have editors and producers. The person on the mic might do some work, but they have other people who do it for them you know? And if it's just me, I, I kind of just am cool with the fact that this podcast might be a little bit sucky. It might be interesting. I don't really know. Might vary from episode to episode, you know? But I like to think that even maybe it's a consistent suckiness. <laughs> I think that generally, I would say that the quality and the mood of this podcast has changed, certainly, from when I started almost a year ago in June. I I have to check the date, but in June, I'll have been doing this for a year. And this is probably one of the things that I've stuck with the longest in my life. You know, I mean, there are other things, right? I mean, I finished college. I did my master's. I'm, you know, there are things that I've stuck with over time. But when it comes to creative hobbies, those kind of come and go, you know, as easily as bananas. (laughs) I was going to say the wind. But then I thought, well, bananas come and go really easily. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I don't know. Maybe in the second year of this podcast, I'll stop fucking talking about what this podcast is. <laughs> what it is and what it isn't. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'll always be coming back to this topic. And I've said that before, too. Um, Well, I have to check a text message from my sister who's asking what I think of the recent Hadid sisters controversy that I don't know anything about, actually. So this is breaking news over here. Uh, And then when I come back, which will just be a second. I mean, you won't notice any difference. Uh, We're going to talk about American regional variations 
American English, regional American English variations. So I've just been talking for, I don't know, 15 minutes, explaining a lot of uh, different things about myself. And then I realized that I wasn't recording. So that's really cool. And (laughs) here we are, me fighting to get this podcast out to you. And um, thank Christ I saw that I wasn't recording because I would have actually lost my mind. (laughs) I would have had to go into day three. I would have had to stop because that would have just been too much. And I would have had, I would have gone into day three of trying to get a podcast out. Um, well, it just never stops, honestly. I'm so annoyed. I'm like fuming right now. (laughs) I'm just beside myself. That was so annoying. I was right in the middle of a really good story. I was on a roll. And, you know, and you know what it was? It was me talking to myself in an empty room with my husband hearing me talking in the distance. That's what it was me talking to myself. How do you like that? <laughs> Does that? Is that a funny thought for you that I sat here and recounted my own childhood stories to myself? Oh my God. It's, it's really difficult being me sometimes. <laughs> it is just like plain old hard to get even the simplest things done. Truly, it is difficult for me to get even the most minor of things done. Answer an email, I could put that off for literally months to answer one email. I'll spend the whole time thinking about answering and I just won't do it. <laughs> um, it it's, it's tough being me, I, I will tell you the truth. This is what we're talking about today. Regional, American English regional vocabulary. There's a whole Wikipedia page about it. Now, American English, I would say just, you know, considering the size of the country, it's just so big compared to almost, except for a few countries, it's huge, you know, China, Russia, and Australia, I think those are the most, those are our competition. And honestly, I would have to look at the population compared to land mass, not land mass, you know, like the size of the country versus the population. But I would argue that America, of those kind of, what is that, four? Australia, Russia. So of the four America is probably the most densely populated because Australia, it's really just the outer ring or, you know, the outer edge of the country. You have Perth on the West Coast. That's a big city. And then on the East Coast, you've got a lot of, um, you know, all the big cities, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide. Um, 
but that central part is it's wilderness it's outback right so it's a big country but so much of it is not inhabited or very sparsely inhabited china china is tough because i think this is not knowing a god blessed thing about china okay <laughs> besides your basic info whatever you glean from the internet right my general understanding is that the cities are like unbelievably packed right it's a lot of people in china but china is such a big country that i bet as you move west it becomes a little more uh, like less densely populated and then russia russia has the opposite issue so in australia and china the east coast are near water and so those areas i think at least with china i know that with australia but with china i think the biggest cities are at least closer to the water right and then with russia they have kind of the opposite thing because the western part of Russia is closest to Europe. Russia is Russia is like Eurasian, basically. And then, so I think in Russia, you have a lot of wilderness out toward the western part of it. But I would really have to look at that. I'm, I'm perpetually afraid that I'm not recording anymore, you know. Um, but I... So in a lot of those countries, I can't speak for Australia. Australia is also a young, big colonial country, right? Australia and America have um, kind of a lot of similarities in that way. And we have like a very similar uh, history and present day treatment of the indigenous populations of those countries so Australia and um, and America have those kind of, there's a lot of overlap between the two. But um, considering how big America is and how many people live in America, the, the lack of regional variation is kind of, incredible you know if you go from boston to la uh it's not like people aren't going to understand you they might think your accent is funny and you might say um you might say some words funny like when i started college uh, when i was 18 i went to school in western mass and during our orientation weekend the first weekend that the freshmen go to school go to college a girl uh, stood up. We were in some kind of a function in a function hall. And um, she asked where the bubbler was. And never in my life had I heard that word. And me and apparently all the other kids who weren't from Massachusetts or maybe from New England were like, what are you asking for? <laughs> and it turned out she was asking for the water fountain. I'd never heard that in my life. I called it a water fountain. Um, so, you know, if you go from Maine 
to San Francisco, there might be some differences, some, but generally it's, everybody's going to understand you. You know, there's not going to be, there's not some secret main dialect that uh, people really won't understand. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, you do have on the East Coast, right? That's where um, the colonialists landed. And you do find probably very few people living today that speak any kind of true dialects. But there, in the past, there were definitely some very some dialects of English that sprang up out of these settlements. And, um, you know, those kind of languages, it's hard to pass them down. You really have to put in effort to pass down those, those uh, colonial settlement um, dialects. So you may have that, but we're talking about just your average Mainer, your average... <laughs> What <laughs> what New Yorkers would call mass holes, people from Massachusetts. Um I love Massachusetts, but you have to you have to admit that that is a very funny inconvenient insult to call people from Massachusetts mass holes. Uh just your average person who speaks your standard American English. They can go anywhere in America and be understood, right? That's not really the case for all countries. That's sort of kind of a unique thing, I, I think. You know, I don't know if it's the same in Australia. I kind of think it is because Australia is also a younger colonial settlement, so if you go from Brisbane to Perth, all the way across the country, um, I would think that people can understand you, that there's not some kind of, you know, special Queensland dialect. Although I have heard that people in Queensland, where Brisbane is, people are odd in Queensland. That's what I've mainly heard. I I, I believe Brisbane is in Queensland. I'm not looking it up, so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyway, you know, as opposed to European countries, which, of course, these are old. These have been around forever, essentially. In, in terms of countries, the languages that are found in Europe have been spoken here for a long, long time. And they've gone through so many iterations and dialects and different slang coming in and out of style. It's just been around for a very long time. And so you find truly that if you drive two hours in Germany or Italy, people will, there's a standard German that people will understand. I don't know that everybody is able to speak standard German only because they know it. They've, they learned it in school. But if everybody in your area speaks your dialect, then you don't have a lot of occasion to speak the, stand, the school standard of German, what they call High German, Hochdeutsch. 
So like where I live, um, they speak a dialect called Frangish. And it's very different than High German. And um, it can be really difficult to understand. So if you are from way, way northern Germany, where they also have pretty crazy dialects, and in fact, even a separate version of German that wouldn't even be considered a dialect, I think that's called Friesen, Friesian. If that person all the way in the north of Germany, just, just south of Denmark, went all the way down to this most southern point of Bavaria, those two people, although it's maybe, maybe seven hours drive difference, a different, a distance of seven hours by car, they, they, there's a very likely chance that they would struggle to understand each other. And, you know, to make a, to kind of what, put that into perspective, you could drive for 12 hours across, by car across the state of New York, just New York. And that's really crazy. That is a really crazy difference to have in your head. We drove, my husband and I drove once from where I am in, New, where my family is in New York to Montreal and that took us about eight hours, but we didn't drive in a straight line. Uh, you know, it was, we kind of had some stop, pit stops along the way. And, um, you know, that, <laughs> and when I had sort of presented the idea of going to Montreal, which was horrible, by the way, we hate Montreal. It was literally one of the worst trips of my life. And I'm including the time that I was pickpocketed in Paris by myself Montreal was worse than that trip. So <laughs> that tells you something, I think. Um, when I presented the idea of going to Canada, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, let's go to Canada. You know, I've never been to Montreal. I was like, yeah, it's easy. We'll just drive straight, straight up north. Uh, and it's like seven or eight hours. And he was like, oh, that's an easy drive. <laughs> that's a little that's a little you know day trip for you okay not a day trip but you know worst trip ever don't go to Montreal I do not trust anybody who says Montreal is a beautiful city I didn't even think it was beautiful I didn't so not only were the people horrible horrible but I didn't find the city that even that special to look at you know oh it's like Europe oh, oh my god fuck it keep it I'm not interested awful. Toronto, great. I love Toronto. I even like Niagara Falls, the Canadian side. I even like that because it's super kitschy down near the falls. Um, And then as you get further, once you get past all of the really, I mean, it is touristy, like, like Disneyland touristy. Once you get past all of that, it just becomes kind of like a run of the mill little kind of run down city. I like that. Plenty of charm. Very Canadian. Montreal can go fuck itself. Truly. That is my feeling. I will stand by that feeling until the day I die. And I'm not talking about Quebec. I don't, I have not seen the rest of Quebec. So I don't know. But Montreal, mm -mm. I would try it again. I don't think I'm going to convince my husband to drive eight hours to go see if some other part of Quebec is nicer. 
we'll just go to Toronto next time. We'll go to Vancouver next time, you know. It's a little less easy, but I would love to go to Vancouver. So <laughs> now that we're really far into this uh, episode where I'm not, I'm still not getting to the topic of the day. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get to the topic of the day, okay? Now that's going to take a moment. Okay, so we had a little break and we are officially recording, so we don't have that issue again. So we're going to look at the Wikipedia page for American English Regional Vocabulary. So one of them is, uh, the first topic is regionalisms, and I'm just going to read the blurb they have here. Historically, a number of everyday words and expressions used to be used to be characteristic of different dialect areas of the U.S., especially the North, the Midland, and the South. Many of these terms spread from their area of origin and came to be used throughout the nation. Today, many people use these different words for the same object interchangeably or to distinguish between variations of an object. So some common differences are faucet in the north versus spigot in the south. Uh, frying pan in the north and south, but not Midland. Spider, obsolete New England. And skillet, Midland and south. And I will say that um, if you talk about a skillet recipe, that sounds more like country than saying frying pan. But I kind of think of them as different things. I think of a skillet as probably more like a cast iron pan. It, like a skillet is a different kind of cooking pan than a frying pan would be. I think of those as different. And I think of faucet and spigot as different too. I think of a spigot as something that more like if you were outside uh, you know, something that you have to like pump almost and a faucet is just in your house. Then they have gutter in the northeast, the south and the west, eaves trough in the west and inland, inland north and rain spouting in just Maryland and Pennsylvania. I would call it a gutter, definitely. And then an eaves, I don't know, I think of eaves as, I don't know what I think of it as, but probably not a gutter, more like a, more like an overhang. I think I would think of it as an overhang more than a way to funnel rainwater. Then pit in the north and seed elsewhere but that's just really a diff I disagree with the with that because a peach pit nobody's calling it a peach seed. It's not a seed, it's a pit. It's big, you know. I know in in the UK they call that a stone, which was a really weird realization for me. But I think pit and seed is more dependent on the actual thing that you're talking about than regional. You know, what's their source on that, you know? Uh, teeter-totter in the north and widespread. Absolutely not. No way. Called it a seesaw my whole life. Seesaw in the south and midland, now widespread. And a dandel in Rhode Island. 
I don't I don't really know anybody from Rhode Island, but Rhode Island is so small and strange that I could definitely see them having just a completely random word for a seesaw. But funnily enough, my uh, therapist is Canadian. And um, I was in a session once with my husband. And for some reason, we were talking about a seesaw, right? And he must have, my therapist must have said that to my husband. And he didn't know what he was talking about. And and then my therapist said teeter-totter. I said seesaw. And my husband said, oh, a vippa. And I was like, that's funny. Because then in that moment, I thought, oh, teeter-totter must be kind of like a, a Canadian thing, you know. I'd heard the word teeter-totter, certainly, but not something that I was using. Now, this is um, kind of a, I would call it a controversial point. Firefly versus lightning bug. What they say is that firefly is more northern and western and lightning bug is widespread. I Now, I certainly caught lightning bugs as a kid. That was a frequent thing. Because of the insect Armageddon, that's not as often a hobby or a pastime in America anymore. But we won't talk about that. Um, uh, but I, for the life of me, I cannot remember if I called them fireflies or lightning bugs. I kind of lean toward having called them lightning bugs, but I think firefly was just, I would have said, I would have used them interchangeably. I think now they're saying firefly is Northern and lightning bug is widespread. I I disagree again because there was a show called Firefly, a beloved, much beloved, canceled very quickly show, I think by Joss Whedon. I never watched it, but the fact that the show was called Firefly kind of indicates to me that Firefly is the more widespread of the words. Um, but, uh, you know, they're not citing their sources here. (laughs) All right. So, um, pale, P-A-I-L in the North and the North Midland and bucket in the Midland and South now widespread. Um, again, I think I would have used those pretty interchangeably but also there are specific things that are a bucket and specific things that are a pale, like a pale lunch um, and then a sand bucket. I, but I guess you could have said sand pail. I think I probably would have used those more interchangeably than anything. So... Sneakers in the Northeast and fairly widespread. Tennis shoes widespread outside of the Northeast. And gym shoes, Chicago and Cincinnati, so specific. 
Uh, definitely, I would have you. Uh, definitely, I say sneakers. I would never ever say tennis shoes or gym shoes unless I'm specifically talking about the shoes that I wear to the gym. So they are like the uncontaminated shoes that I would change into possibly at the gym. Those would be my gym shoes, but I wouldn't call all running shoes gym shoes. I would call them sneakers. I would, yeah, like sneakers to me is a really general term. And then tennis and gym shoes, that would be for specialized shoes. Especially either they're designed for it specifically or they are designated shoes. Like these are the shoes that I wear when I play tennis and I don't wear them for anything else, you know. As opposed to in the UK where they call them trainers, which... I remember reading the word trainers when I was reading Harry Potter as a kid and not knowing what that was, you know, and that was really before Google or certainly Google was not uh, as widely used back then. Oh my, now I'm getting tired. We have a nice little rain falling outside. All right, now we've got a big one coming up. Soda in the Northeast, Greater Milwaukee, Greater St. Louis, California, and Florida. Pop, Inland North, Upper Midwest, and Northwest. Coke in the South, and Tonic, Eastern New England possibility. I, (laughs) so kind of like the bubbler story um, from college, I worked at a Christian summer camp a couple of summers when I was in college. I also went there as a kid. It was a really nice camp. It was it was lovely. It was not like um, these kind of horror stories about Christian camps where it's just, you know, psychotic about religion and forcing you to believe certain things. They were, it was about educating kids about Christianity, but it was definitely... That fun. I mean, I had just some of the best childhood memories at that camp. Um, but one of the things that they would do, um, it was a, uh, I guess it was a based in Dutch reform or reform, Christ, like the, <laughs> what do I want to say? What's the word that I'm thinking of? Um, like that branch of Christianity, a sect of Christianity called Reformed. Um. And in Michigan, that is where the Reformed Churches of America, like the, that's the headquarters, is in Michigan. So Michigan has a lot of Dutch Reformed people. And they would, the people who worked for the camp, they would go out to colleges in Michigan, which there's a lot of Christian colleges out there. And they would recruit people to come and work for the summer at a camp, at this camp in New York. And uh, so I remember one time for another orientation, uh, you know, we would have a week of kind of getting to know each other and learning the ropes and all that. And uh, somebody from Michigan used the word pop. And all the New Yorkers were, all the New Yorkers and the New Jersey people were like, what, what? why what is the word pop you know just had never heard of it they must have thought we were crazy saying soda 
Okay, um, you guys, that's a widespread one, you guys, and I think the argument has been made that you guys is gender neutral. <laughs> Y'all, Southern and South Midland, Ewans, 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 Yins, Western Pennsylvania, I'm not really sure, Ewans, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, and uh, Ewes, but uh, you would... I would never say use without saying use guys. I couldn't really imagine saying use just on its own, but and maybe it would depend on the situation. So New York City, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and Northeastern Pennsylvania. Now, would I ever say use unironically? Probably not. I would say you guys because, look, I'm a suburban New York girl, okay? There's no getting around that. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's look at how long this episode is going to be. So I'm realizing that the that it's getting a little bit long at this point. And look, I spent a lot of time not talking about the topic for today. And, you know, as a callback to what I think I talked about at the beginning of this episode, I can't even remember now, but... It's totally unprofessional to do that. You know, it's completely self-indulgent. Um, it's unfocused, disorganized. That is, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but that's me in a nutshell. And that's really not what other people start a podcast for. But I seem to have really started a podcast in order to indulge myself. That that I, I think that is the real heart of why I started the podcast to be is because I just wanted to I just wanted to feel kind of self important and ramble into a microphone and have people hear it if they wanted to hear it. <laughs> and I get such a kick out of that reality. I don't take anything that I learn from this podcast into my real life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of, every now and again, I kind of toy with, um, I don't know, like doing interviews on other podcasts, like just trying to get get the word out a little bit. I think part of me is kind of like wants to keep trying to figure out what this is. Or just just get more of um, just get more consistency in terms of topics. But I really think I have to accept that at least for a long, at least for the time being, this is kind of what it is like inconsistent, but definitely attempting to be more consistent. Um, rambly, but not as rambly as it used to be. So, like, my rambles today were, well, they weren't really on topic, but they were focused on a topic. <laughs> it's not like I talked about just random, I don't know. I talked about podcasting. What the fuck else do I do? I talk about podcasting, you know? But I do kind of think about 
doing interviews and there is a there is a subreddit for that to be a guest on a show or to um look for guests that the subreddit so i don't know maybe because i feel something that i'm feeling is that i have spent a lot of time like online and i i really need more like human interaction that's something that i with like people who speak english you know i get a lot of human interaction at work but it's in german so it's just different than talking to people in your native language you know so um if i'm on a podcast i'll let you know i have you know what i did actually guest on a podcast once a long time well a long time ago within this past year when I was um, trying to launch a Calvin and Hobbes podcast, that I was, uh, you know, that was an attempt. That was an early attempt in branching off. It wasn't really that. I just, I got stuck. I'm, I'm in that context. The free form stream of consciousness really didn't work, and I really needed another person to bounce ideas off of and talk about the comics with. Um. Kind of like with the with the podcast that I do for the blog, I edit for. Um, it just was different, you know. It, it was just a totally different focus. And so the the other podcast that I did an interview for, it's called Comic Trades Monthly, and it's run by two guys. They were very nice. They were lovely. I got even kind of like freaked out when I was thinking about doing it and um they were so nice uh but the episode is calvin and hobbs featuring space girl spiff that was me that was the name of the podcast so if you want to go check out comic trades monthly if you like comics they i they are very knowledgeable and it's a really well produced podcast so if you're looking for another show i would suggest that (laughs) oh god all right, I'm going. That's enough of that. I fucking finally, I think, have successfully done something here. You know, every time I there's like a pause or problems, I have to spend the following episode just so long getting myself back, refocused, right? And I know that people, <laughs> I know that you probably don't care, but it's just that's what I have to do for myself okay that's what I have to do in order to be able to do this podcast and where would the world be if I wasn't doing this podcast right I hope that you're fine whatever's going on with you I hope you're fine um and I would like to keep going with the you know, we barely talked about the regionalism thing. So I'd like to talk about it. I may do an episode tomorrow. Now that I've kind of got the ball rolling, I feel comfortable with this platform that I'm using to record. So keep your eyes open and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.